The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, we have an intuitive reading again, and I'm really excited to welcome our guest, Jenny, to see what you'd like guidance on today. Jenny, welcome to Intuitive Connection, and can you share a little bit with me about what we're going to focus on? Thank you so much for having me. So, so excited. So today, like after uh, hearing your other episodes on podcast, and I, I love how you're helping people. As for me, I think something that has been because at first I was thinking, oh, is it finances? Well, actually, that was at first the biggest thing. But then I realized like, you know, the the biggest block is really my inability to express myself authentically. <laughs> so right. it, it really is on authenticity because I felt like I've loved these paths that I probably have not been meant for, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, all these conditionings and what I thought that I wanted those, but those were, you know, the voices of my parents and how I grew up that directed me over there. Um, and so at some point I just found myself to not really know what I really want and not really sure how to express myself authentically, if that makes sense. Yes, that is beautiful. Now I remember why I selected you out of all those people that wanted the readings because that's such a good question. And I think, you know, it's something that we really work on a lot and share a lot about in the show. And I think it's a question that a lot of people have. So thank you for coming on and sharing that question with me and with the listeners. And of course, people listening, as I always say, you know, you will find inspiration in Jenny's story, but we're all different. So there's not one answer, right, to how do I live my life more authentically? There's there's lots of answers to that question. Mm-hmm. But I do think that people will will find a lot from your story today. So when I tune into your energy, the first thing that I get, there's like a heaviness, there's a sadness and the predominant feeling that I get, but you always have to tell me if if I'm reading you right, is a feeling of not being good enough, just not being good enough, just not measuring up. And what the guides are saying is, and first of all, please don't let your mind take you into a spot of I'm not good enough because I don't think I'm good enough because that's just that's just more of the beating yourself up. And many of us have that, you know, core feeling of not feeling like we're enough. Yeah. You know, that's part of the conditioning. Okay. And I, I see this is resonating by your facial expressions, which listeners can't see. So I'm giving you a big hug over the Zoom. But what the guides are saying, Jenny, is that the more that you can embrace yourself and the more that you can learn to love yourself exactly how you are, that's going to open everything up for you. Because if we look at living authentically as something we're supposed to do, 
right? Or something we're not doing, if it becomes like a to-do, then it will just be something else that you feel like you're not measuring up, you know, at. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. It does. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. Like those have been the message. The messages that I've been getting, and I I love how you said it, and I actually sense chills, <laughs> and it's like how it resonates so strongly um, at this point because that's the message that I've been getting. Love all of you, accept all of you, and um, yeah, for some reason you're saying it so strongly. Not really sure why. I love it. Beautiful. It's the springboard for everything. When we can really love and embrace ourselves as we are, as we can start to see the magic that is us, that's in us, but is who we are. And when we can start to vibe with that, that is actually the meaning of being authentic. That is actually it. That's the whole thing. It's not something you try to do. It's something that you are. When you appreciate and embrace the magic of you, you are living authentically because you are magical. So, and that's what we all want to do, right? As I say it, I can see this little window opening up of, oh, that would feel so good. Wouldn't that feel good? (laughs) That's feel good. Yeah, Yeah. it feels amazing. And that's really the name of the game in living this human life and this human skin. For you, what I pick up, my dear friend, is that the way that you are parented, and I do believe that your parents loved you and did the best, but the way that you are parented is the way that they were parented. And Mm -hmm. it's very hard. You can't get too comfortable. You can't let them get too comfortable. You can't let them think that they're too good. You know, it's always sort of the tough way to prod achievement. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, to me, that's so misaligned. Some people really thrive with that kind of mean coach parenting. Other people don't. Usually the ones that thrive are the tougher ones and the ones that resonate more with that energy. But the more gentle souls and sometimes the older souls and more aware souls, like we know out of the gate, this isn't right. You know, this isn't good. This isn't kind. This isn't aligned. And because of that, it stings a little bit more. It stings a little bit more. And, you know, you might have been told you're too sensitive in a sense that it was a bad thing. And it's funny because uh, you're nodding. (laughs) And as these synchronicities happen, I was scrolling Facebook right before I came on for this reading. And one of my friends and colleagues, uh, Jacob Nordby on his page, uh, and he's been a guest on the show. He was posting something uh, from his Heal and Create group today around, you know, those, those of us who feel like we're too sensitive and, and his mission and purpose, right. Is, is to speak to all the artists and the writers and the creatives of the world, right. And the creatives of the world, those people, right. Our sensitivity is a gift. And I would say it's the same thing for intuitives. It's the same thing for spiritual people. It's the same thing for all of us that come to this earth with a wider lens, a greater awareness, right? More alignment. And then we incarnate into a world that hasn't caught up with, you know, our own magnificence yet. Okay. And so being sensitive is a gift. It's a thousand percent a gift. It's just that most people don't have it. And so when you're born into a world that does not match, right? The majority of people are not the way that you are. It can feel isolating. It can feel confusing. It can feel like something's wrong with you. And I think that, but you tell me if I'm wrong, that was compounded by the messaging that you got from your family, which was really, you have to tough it out. You know, there's no room for weakness. It's part of your family culture specifically. So again, I think that your sensitivity in your mind kind of got pushed down and probably you always felt lesser than because you weren't tough like you thought you were supposed to be. Uh, Very much that because... 
the way I was raised, although I would say, okay, it was comfortable and I was always sheltered, but then there's always the sense of um, needing to survive all the time. And it's also because uh, my parents, well, we were not exactly immigrants, but we were like the second generation of, well, when we were living in Indonesia and uh, we were racially discriminated against. And yeah, there's like, you know, everywhere I went, I stuck out like a sore thumb, but then because of that, I was never good enough. Like I, I wasn't as pretty as, you know, and I was too tall, I was too skinny, um, and I was never smart enough, like, you know, at the school that I was at. But yeah, that was because I felt it was the way I grew up and like, you know, how there's like some kind of standards, some kind of measure that I just didn't understand how to meet. <laughs> but yeah, that toughness was pretty much expected, which is interesting because I was also raised as a woman and I was expected to be feminine, but I was not feminine enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Not girly enough. Um, I wasn't acting like other girls. So yeah. And then that toughness was what well, probably was more because, oh, I was not meeting the academic standards. So yeah, pretty much everything that you said. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that's really, really difficult. And so what the guides want you to know around all of this, first of all, is, you know, we all have this inner child. It sounds like you've been through a lot. You've had a lot of tough circumstances and a lot of circumstances that caused you to doubt what was intrinsically good and valuable about you. And an easier way to say that the guides say is to doubt you and your own worth. And, you know, worth is something that's given to us at birth. Guess what? You're worthy. Even the people that were mean to you in Indonesia are worthy. Now, I don't condone that behavior, but they're worthy. We're all born with that. And so many people are chasing it out there and they're trying to figure out how I can make myself worthy. And some people think what makes me worthy is to climb on other people, right? So that I can get to the top of the stack of the pile of human beings. And if I accidentally you know, put my stiletto in someone's eyeballs, Oh, well, because I have to climb to the top. And, you know, you are never going to be that person. You are never going to be that person that wasn't comfortable for you. But at the same time, I feel that you maybe have a belief that either you're that person or you're the one who gets climbed on. Um, Growing up, I got climbed on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and so what it's important to understand is, look, there are always going to be people in this world that have a different operating system, but you get to choose which one that you want to have. And when you start to choose to live in accordance with your soul, which is what living authentically is, which is what you're asking about, which is I think what all of my listeners are asking about when they tune into this podcast and podcasts like it, when you start to make that decision, right, that intention that I want to live more in accordance with my soul right? A couple of things will happen. One, you'll never find yourself climbing on top of other people because you won't need to anymore because you'll understand that's never how it worked in the authentic aligned way. But you'll also understand that it's not a choice between being climbed on, you know, or climbing on other people. It's not a choice between hurting others, harming others, or being a victim. And in fact, that whole dynamic will fall away. And you'll recognize that the more I live in accordance with my own light and the more I let other people do whatever they want to do and start to disengage from that and recognize it does not have to affect me or impact me and that I embrace my own light. I embrace my own way. I embrace my own being. I embrace my own energy and I embrace my own love for myself. When we start to live that way, the more, and I want to get this from the guides, but they say, go ahead. <laughs> 
they're kind. They're like, you're doing better than you think. You've been amazing. <laughs> you're sweet. <laughs> they're encouraging me. Anyway, now I lost the thread, but it'll come back. When you live from that self-loving place as much as you can, and that includes loving the parts of yourself that don't want to love yourself yet, you know, it's all good. That's when a lot of this stuff will start to fall away from you. And you won't feel like such a victim of people, a victim of life, a victim of conditioning. And I see that you look back on your childhood too, and you understand completely everyone was doing the best that they knew how to do. It's just that for you, it felt very, very constraining. It felt very scary. It felt like I see like literally like you felt like you had handcuffs on, you know? And no matter which way you went, you couldn't be you. You couldn't be you. And not only that, but, you know, the people in your world wouldn't value you no matter what you did. And I heard you say that too with your very own words. And when we find ourselves in that position, my friend, usually what life is trying to teach us so potently and powerfully is how to do it for ourselves, how to do it for ourselves, right? When we don't find it immediately in the outside world. It's a beautiful invitation for you to look inside and say, wow, I am lovable. I am lovable. I am powerful. I am beautiful. And start to embrace the things about yourself that you love and that you've stayed true to. Because you know, I said that you're sensitive, but you are also very strong. And part of the deal is that you're very strong. And even though I feel that you've maybe up until now done what other people expected you to do. Like you've never done it exactly how they wanted you to do it. Like, you know, you're a rebel. There's a rebel in there for sure. And I think she needs to be freed and not because she has to fight against because rebels that fight against actually, it's a phase, it's fine. But when we fight against something, we strengthen the thing that we fight against, right? Because resistance strengthens whatever we're resisting against. It's the yin and the yang, right? As soon as you got one, you have the other. And so it's it's a different kind of rebel. It's a rebel who stands up for you being you. And it's a rebel that says, I am lovable. I am lovable exactly how I am. And it's a rebel that starts to love her own rebellious nature and starts to feel into all those little things that really excited you and interested you and made you a little bit quirky and a little bit different as a child and a young adult and maybe even now, but mostly child and young adult and understand how beautiful those things are and were, even if the people around you could not see that for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Your body feels that. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a part of you that's always known and you just keep pushing that part down because in that context, she would get you into trouble because she didn't want to play by the rules. But that's actually your greatest gift is not playing by the rules. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I often let the rubble come out. Good. Although it was scary. Yeah. I actually let her take over in this like, you know, major event of my life when I thought that, okay, I had to get married. Because my parents are happy about that. And at some point, I realized I wasn't working, wasn't working for me. It was bad for my health. And so that's it. I, I did not want to be married again. And that was, um, I think, the biggest rebellious things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and the most self-protective and self-affirming thing you've ever done, too. Yeah. Yeah. And please honor and cherish the courage and bravery that it took to do that and the part of yourself that stood up for you because that's the part that we wanted to champion and to encourage and also recognize, you know, I see the fallout from that experience and I see the way that your family viewed it. And I see there's just a lot of shame there for you because, you know, they will never understand that that was okay. They will never understand that. And again, I think their intentions are loving on some level 
But I also think when people live that much in fear, and again, this is how they were raised. This is what they believe. There are things you do. There are things you don't do. And it's almost selfish or willful to do something just because it's right for yourself. Yes, I I definitely agree. And then you mentioned earlier, shame. And then that reminded me that was constantly how I was disciplined. It was like a lot of shaming for all aspects. Yeah anything really. So yeah, that's, that's really interesting, but I think I I got over it. Most of it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I see. And again, you know, oftentimes when parents parent that way, it's because they were taught to parent that way because they were parented that way. Sometimes they have a lot of shame that has nowhere to go, or they feel like, wow, if I made the choices she made, I would be so punished that they're afraid for you. So they punish you so that, you know, you don't make those choices. But in fact, what they're really doing is perpetuating the cycle. And, you know, again, people live their lives through their current level of awareness, which means that every choice that everyone makes is based on their current level of awareness. And does it mean that if you make a choice that is intentionally harmful to someone else, that, you know, at some point you're not going to sit down in your post-life review and have a conversation with your guides about that? No, absolutely. But it's also important to understand that everyone really is truly doing their best from their current level of awareness. But you have to tend to the part of yourself that's been hurt by that because it's for real. It hurts. And I do believe that those of us that come into bodies with a higher awareness hurt a little bit more sometimes because we are innately aware of the disparity between where we could be, you know, where we are as souls, where we are as spirit and in the current, you know, state of the human (laughs) human fun party mess that we're having going on here, right? And so again, this is not to say that all the old souls and evolved souls of the world and awoke people have to be miserable. You have to be joyous. You're going to be joyous. That is where we're going. But often as children, when we come in with that higher awareness that something doesn't feel right because we innately know that it's misaligned, that it's wrong, it it makes it extra, extra special for us. Does that make sense? It makes it extra difficult. And so I want you to own how much wisdom that you had to be so, you know, overwhelmed by this kind of shaming that you had, whereas probably other people in your family just went with it because that was just, it was normal and natural and it, it aligned more with their path. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You look like you have some relief when I say that. Yes. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. I think it's great. You know, you said what you said earlier about humans living and the level of their awareness, because um, that reminds me of, okay, I've forgiven. I forgive us. Sometimes like the energy, I think the energy is still stuck there. The anger, the resentment, you know, sometimes is still there. And I have to keep on, you know, reminding myself again, like it's maybe it's not their fault for having grown up in that environment, right? And they just kind of pass it on to me. But then it is also my responsibility now to transcend it. But the anger Mm -hmm. is good, okay? Now, if the anger makes you go and punch them in the face, don't do that. (laughs) 
you know, but the anger is, it's good. Everything's good. Our emotions are like our GPS system or one of our GPS systems, right? And in, in this case, anger is telling you that something went wrong. And is anger often an ego reaction? Sure. Yeah, whatever. But but it's also it's also giving you some information. So again, I, you can have anger and forgiveness at the same time. You can understand intellectually that people did the best that they can do and you can still be mad at them because the mad is your self reacting to what happened. And it's reacting to what happened from your perspective. And sometimes when your perspective wasn't honored as a child, right, it keeps coming back to remind you that it's there. Does that make sense? And so in those moments, you tell your little child, your inner child, that anger, of course you feel angry. Of course you feel angry. You felt shamed. You felt unheard. You felt unsupported. And I love you. And I love you. And that's what you need in those moments. You don't need to push the anger down. You don't need to remind yourself that they did the best that they could do. You know that. You know that in your bones. I see that. But sometimes you're so angry and you don't want to give them a pass. And you don't need to give them a pass because they're responsible for their behaviors. They did the best that they could do, but they're responsible for their behaviors. And the other thing about anger is this. Sometimes when we are still in the relationship with someone, and I am guessing your parents are still living. Yes. Yes. And they're still in your life. Yes. And they still have their opinions. Oh, yeah. And they still share them with you on a regular basis, unsolicited. Yeah. Okay. So... What this means is, you know, the anger is reminding you where the boundary lies. The anger is reminding you what's okay and what's not okay. And hopefully the anger will, you know, gently also activate your inner rebel to set boundaries with them and say, this is not okay. And if you can't say it to their face, then you say it to your inner child and you say, honey, you don't have to take this in. This is their problem. This is their confusion. This is their conditioning. It's okay for me to get off the phone right now. It's okay for me to say, uh, you know, this might be your perspective, but it's not mine and you're hurting my feelings right now and I'm going to go. Or whatever choice you make. I understand with your family, that even would be a radical choice because feels culturally conditioning. You don't, you know, they're in the authority. But whatever you feel comfortable doing, that anger also is a great reminder of where the boundary is and what's okay and what's not okay from a self-protective place. And you don't have to tamp it down. You don't have to tamp it down. You can say, oh, there's the anger coming up again because I feel shamed, because they're not hearing me, because they're not seeing me. And then you use that moment, that opportunity to love yourself and to give yourself what they are not capable of giving you. But you don't have to give them a pass. They're doing the best that they can do. But, you know, someone might be doing the best that they can do, you know, when they rob a bank. But, you know, they're still going to jail if they get caught. Mm, Yeah, I like that. Okay, something just came to mind, like, you know, what you said, like, you know, giving to yourself what you can get. Mm-hmm. from the parents and that's what I've learned to do like because yeah I never felt like I was yeah either of my parents were never emotionally available well actually nobody that I yeah. grew up with in school were ever emotionally available and I don't think they get the concept of that being yes. emotionally available or respecting feelings and because well you're a child and we're the authorities and well we are raising you like this so that you know some respect like yes. that's the kind of yeah culture that I was in but um yeah and I like an interesting you know when you said it, uh victim maybe there's a part of me that's still that way although I've grown a lot you know to learn not to be a victim and um understand of like you know giving whatever I didn't get myself because I came to that understanding that I have everything within me. And so, yeah. You're super powerful. 
Thank you Yeah, reminding me that. <laughs> yeah, and reminding yourself too, but you're super powerful and you've done amazing things. And it's just a matter of when you feel diminished, when you feel small, when you want to kind of go into a little, you know, cave. It's those moments that you just need your own encouragement. You need your own love. You need your own support. If you need to go into the cave, go into the little cave. But it's it's around reminding yourself that uh, rather than worrying that people in the outside world will treat you unkindly, right? Remind yourself, number one, if they do, it's on them. I don't deserve it even, you know, no matter what I do, I always deserve to be treated with love and kindness, right? You would treat others with love and kindness no matter what they did, correct? And if you caught yourself not doing it, you would, you know, you would be aware that, oh, I should treat them with love and kindness, right? Now, love and kindness can be boundaries. It's not, you know, you don't let somebody into your house if you know they're going to break all the furniture and curse at you, right? You lock the door. You tell them to go away. If they're banging on the door, you call the police. But you understand that, you know, you can still treat them with love and kindness by saying, I will not allow you into my house if you behave that way. That's the loving kind way in those moments. But, you know, you don't have to shame them. You don't have to shame them. And so where you feel that energy coming at you, my friend, what I want you to do is step out of the way and just let it go. Like, I just imagine you're opening a door and you're just letting it go out the door alongside of you and you're staying out of the stream. And, you know, as much as you can, please avoid those situations because you you deserve more and you don't deserve to be treated that way. You know, you are living in a different culture here in the U.S. So, you know, children in the U.S. have way too much power if you ask me. It's like the other way around, but it's all good. It's all good. I actually appreciate that because, you know, then thinking about what you said about being diminished. And I think that's what happened a lot. I'm still carrying that energy that there's like this feeling of not wanting to be seen. And I think that is also affecting that authenticity part yeah. of it because I don't want to be too big. I don't, I don't want to be seen too much. That's huge awareness. That's big awareness. And again, it's a fear if I'm reading you correctly, but you're already getting your own 411 here. But it's a fear that if I go too big and not in the way that's expected, it's going to be a problem. And I even think probably within your family of origin, just going too big in general, it's more like everyone's a cog in the big machine and nobody wants to be like, you know, if your cog is bright pink, that's a problem. Like you have to do your thing and you have to do it well, but you have to play it down. And I think, you know, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because one, you're not a cog (laughs) for you. You really want to be your own person. And two, like, I think you want to be free to be who you are. And I don't know what you do for a living and you don't have to share. I just know that you told me you're, you know, calling me from a school. Oh yeah, I'm a teacher. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, you are part of the energy of the next generation. And I love that. And I love because I can see when you work with your students, and and this is a conversation for another day because I can see a lot of things there actually. But one of the things I see that you really strive to do is make them all feel accepted. And I think that's really a lovely and beautiful thing. And, um, you know, that's a gift that you will give to that generation because maybe, you know, they don't have that at home or maybe everybody needs it even if they do have it at home. A little more can't hurt. So, you know, I think you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. I'm going to see if you have any other impressions or questions. And then I I know the guys actually want to give you some concrete action steps. So is there anything else before we get to that? 
Not really. I think at this point, yeah, I'm I'm actually speechless <laughs> with um, whatever, um, everything that you've said earlier. It's all like so on point. Beautiful. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. I'm glad we ended up doing this. I had a feeling, I had a feeling that I needed to uh, follow through. So I'm so glad that I did. And I'm so glad that I got this opportunity to connect with you and your beautiful energy. And again, I know listeners as well are really going to benefit from this one. But the action steps for you and listeners, you might enjoy these too. It's really around deepening your self-love and self-acceptance. And there's a couple different things that they want you to be aware of. First of all, you're already a pretty sharp observer of your energy, but they would love you to work on honing that a little bit more. And what that means is that, you know, notice when you, and for you specifically, Jenny, it's like your energy gets really small. When you feel attacked, when you feel like nervous, when you you literally like contract your energy, does that resonate? Oh, yeah. So just become aware. Don't change anything. It's not about fixing anything. It's just be aware of when that happens. Because in those moments, you just need to support yourself. Those are the moments when you're feeling a little bit threatened, you're feeling a little bit afraid, you're feeling... And rather than going into the mind that's going to tell you everything that's wrong with the situation and why this is happening... Those are opportunities to first be aware and the second to just give yourself a little bit of love and attention, just to support yourself, just to take that breather, just to honor, you know, whether it's a trigger that has nothing to do with what's really happening in the world or whether it's a real thing that's happening. And it's usually both. Um, It's not about what's happening out there. It's about taking the opportunity to soothe yourself, to honor yourself, to tell yourself that no matter what anybody else thinks, it's none of their business and that, you know, you are rocking this. It's around allowing yourself to make mistakes because every human being does. And again, some of us have parents that say, oh, sweetie, that's okay. That's how you learn. And then others have parents that don't have that charitable, you know, response and, and make us feel like everything we do is a mistake right? And that's more your conditioning. And so loving yourself through that, recognizing, of course, you can make mistakes and that, you know, starting to allow into that most people in the world are very, very charitable and very supportive and very loving. And again, the more that you can give that to yourself, the more you'll attract those people in and it will change everything for you. So that's the first bit of homework. When you feel your energy contract, give yourself a ton of love, give yourself a ton of acceptance, And just even start to notice because as you start to notice, you'll see that it contracts in a lot of situations where the outside world is triggering you, but nothing's really happening, right? It's the thoughts in your head, your worries that are pulling your energy in when really once you tend to yourself, you're going to realize that the worst fear is not even occurring, okay? So that's the first one. The second one is to remind yourself that we all have different opinions and that, you know, you were indoctrinated into a culture that didn't really fit with your personality. It didn't really fit with who you are, who you want to be, how you came in. And that was probably by design because we tend to choose these things before we're born and our souls are really, 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 really smart. Okay. I've been wondering about that. <laughs> if Yeah. Okay. That's just a big one. Yeah, it is a big one. And you can check out my favorite writer on this topic is Rob Schwartz. And he talks about pre-birth planning. And he was on the podcast about a year ago, Rob Schwartz, Soul Planning. I can't remember the name of the episode, but folks, you can listen to that if you haven't already. You should definitely listen to that. And um, his books are amazing. Your Soul's Gift, Your Soul's Plan, uh, Your Soul's Love. And he talks about this idea that before we come to earth, we know, we know who our parents are going to be. We know what many of our major challenges will likely be. 
And the way that I've been shown by my guides is that what happens is you, because <laughs> because on the other side, there's no time and there's many different ways that can go. You feel everything. You see every possibility. Now, obviously, we can't imagine seeing every possible choice. But on the other side, you you can feel into that. And you also know the probabilities. So you know what's most likely to happen. But when you incarnate, that I believe is a specific choice. So you know where you're going. You know where you're going and who you're going to. Okay. And, and you do that on purpose because there's aspects of your soul that wants to grow and expand through different experiences. And so you're attracted towards those experiences that are going to help you do what you, you are coming to earth to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, I um all those things I have wondered for, but then I guess like a lot of times I feel stuck and it's like, okay, where am I supposed to go from here? <laughs> it's like, why do I feel like it's dead ends everywhere? So this you know? is the last answer I'm going to give you because we've given you some homework and some books to read. And the last thing I'm going to say on that is a lot of the things that you have felt like you were going to do were things you felt you should do. And so your shoulds, I should make this much money. I should do things this way. I should be an administrator, not a teacher. I should, I mean, there's so many shoulds. But I mean, and again, I see a lot of your shoulds are contradictory too, because probably there's a part of you that might've been more business, more entrepreneur. You're very strong, but that's not a girl thing, right? <laughs> so it's very confusing. It's very confusing, the culture that you came from. And, and sometimes it's like, you know, don't go left, don't go right, don't go straight. And you're like, okay. Then where do I go? Ah, breathe. Wherever you want to is the answer. Go where you want to. Don't worry what your culture tells you. Don't worry what your parents said. You've been listening to them on some level uh, for most of your life. And the guides say, and you know, the times that you didn't listen to them and you did what you wanted to do were the times that you made the very best choices in your life. Every single time. Correct? Oh, yeah. The best thing. I think the first one that I did was um, going on a vacation by myself. And my family freaked out over that. That was my first expansive experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so again, they're not wrong. They're just doing their thing, but they're not right for you. Only you can know what's right for you, right? Just like as we started before we hit record, we talked about how I'm the mouthpiece for your higher guidance, right? But I'm not your answers. I can't be your answers, right? You have your answers. And the way that I see the work that I do and the work that everyone in the world does, if we allow ourselves to see it that way, is to help you awaken that knowing in you. And you know. And sometimes we awaken that knowing in us by surrounding ourselves by people that constantly tell us we don't know because it builds up enough momentum that finally, you know, we're ready to shout from the rooftops, you know what? I do know. <laughs> and the last thing they want to say too is you do know. And, you know, as a child, you're not really safe to make your own choices if your parents disagree or, you know, that's a really scary thing. But as an adult, their censure and their opinions really don't matter that much. They really don't have that much consequence over you. And so remembering that too, they get to believe what they're going to believe. I don't have to change that. They can even believe uncharitable things about me, even though that hurts my heart a little bit. I understand that's about them. It's not about me and that I'm lovable and beautiful, but I don't have to live my life according to what they think because they have zero power over me anymore. And, you know, my power lies within and I want, I want to live according to that. That's so beautiful. And thank you for uh, reminding that, you know, the zero power over me, you know, which is interesting. I kind of started to taste that little bit of freedom when I got out of the country 
got out from my family. But then, you know, there's also like, you know, this footing that was missing. But yeah, that's a really good reminder of like, okay, I'm the one with the power here. I'm the one who, yeah, who's responsible for the directions of my life. So thank you. You're very welcome. And remember too, as we wrap up, the guides say most of the really smart and wise choices that you made in your life right? Had nothing to do with what your parents wanted you to do. And so it's proof positive that you really do know best. And they may still tell you you didn't, but you know that you did in every one of those. And so make more of those choices, honor them, honor their perspective, right? But know that their opinion, you know, what other people think of us and our choices is kind of irrelevant as long as we are doing what we know is right for us. All right. Well, thank you so much for this. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I know listeners are going to gain a lot from uh, your reading. So I really appreciate your coming on and your, you know, sharing and your being vulnerable. I think you're going to help a lot of people today. Well, thank you so much for helping me and for your work that helps so many other people. So, so grateful. You're very welcome. And I want to thank all of you all for tuning in as well. Remember, if you would like an intuitive reading with yours truly, uh, go to victoriashawintuitive.com and you can learn all about how to do that. And uh, join us also over in the Facebook group, Intuitive Connection Community, because we do some fun free readings there as well. So either way, I'm so grateful for you all for tuning in today and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.